A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So, no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hey everybody, welcome to Not For Nothing. Of course, I'm Kyle Leon Henderson. And today, I have a very special guest. You know I love to bring you people that are just fabulous and fascinating. And I have one of the most important people in my life because she is the epicenter of pop culture. (laughs) Embodied. Her name is Jessica Lavelle. Hi, Jessica. Hi. (laughs) I wanted you on this podcast from the second I met you. I was like, oh. You might be the most fascinating person on planet Earth. Oh, my gosh. I love you so much. That's so nice of you to say. It's really fun. Uh, But before we get started into you and me and us, I do want to say that it is the first week of February, and today starts, well, yesterday, because we're recording on February 1st, comes out February 2nd. Yeah. So technically yesterday was the beginning of Black History Month, and I just want to do a little spotlight uh, to just bring our awareness to Black History Month and to talk about something that we, you know, that we might not have thought about before as my listeners. Um, So, yeah, do you have any thoughts on Black History Month Um, for yourself? (laughs) You know, uh, I'm saying this sarcastically in case it doesn't come through. Um, But (laughs) we love it's the shortest month of the year. Right. We love that. Oh, man. Um, Which which is interesting that you say that because um, I was just looking it up. It started as... uh, Black History Week, or no, it actually started as Negro History Week, mm-hmm. and it evolved from there. So we didn't even give Black History, of course not, a full month in the past. Why, why would we? And you know, and some people are like, we uh, don't need Black History Month. We, we do need it. Absolutely do. I think we do too. I think yeah. we need to f- have a moment where we can hear it because if you don't hear it for the first time somewhere, you won't yeah. ever hear it. And we need to create a moment if you're not going to hear was, it in the regular history books. No, I agree. I was very, very lucky, and I was telling you. Earlier, I went to like a charter high school and they had their own curriculum mm-hmm. and they were very like vocal and they were like, okay, hey, the textbook's not going to tell you this. And mm-hmm. then they would tell us all this other stuff. So I was very, very lucky to grow up someplace as uh, liberal and free and open as, as San Francisco and um, yeah. and to have the like high school and like learning that I did. There's still, of course, a lot of holes um, in that education, but also knowing that I thought everybody knew all this stuff and it's not even right breached upon or touched well, upon you, at all in all these other schools. And do you know, I had the exact opposite phenomenon because yeah. I grew up in Alabama where a lot of black history happened. The civil yes. rights happened in my state in a lot of ways. And so when I first moved out to California when I was 19, I was like, whoa, y'all know about Rosa Parks? That's cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. <laughs> To me. And I'm like, well, it happened in my yeah. state. I thought it was just local, local news. Rosa Parks. Local news. Know. Rosa Parks. That's <laughs> didn't so realize, wild. Didn't realize that everybody knew she didn't stand up on that bus. Oh man. Um. But yeah. So, <laughs> so I had the exact opposite <laughs> phenomenon. Everybody's like, yeah, idiot. We know about Rosa Parks. <laughs> she, you know, she was shots fired. But um. Uh, today I just, it's kind of, it might be a little cliche, my Mm -hmm. first week's spotlight, 
Um, but we got the Oscars coming. We got the nominations. And there are watchdogs. There's feminist watchdogs. Mm-hmm. There's P- POC watchdogs. We're like, who got nominated? And, you know, we famously... Oscar right so now, white. Oscar so white, uh, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig got left out mm-hmm. of that, and people have big feelings about not that. To as not to not celebrate should. America Ferrera, right. who did get nominated, as which she and you know, and I'm like, I love America Ferrera because she is she's marching that march and talking that talk, and I love it, and I kind of hope she wins. I know that people are like, she ain't gonna win. I'm not expecting it, but it'd I'm be great if she did. I would, but I, would I just cry. love it. She's an Emmy nominated or new Emmy winning actress yes. for Ugly Betty. Um, but yeah, since the Oscars are coming, I wanted to spotlight someone who's been always kind of around in my life, uh, Hattie McDaniel. She is the first black Oscar winner. Uh, And I just love that the first black Oscar winner was a woman. Yes. Uh, And what a woman she was. Because, yes, she was, I mean, she was born in 1895. And so she was born in the 19th century. And that is a time where probably her parents or grandparents, they were slaves in, in Kansas. You know, she was born in Wichita, Kansas. They had slavery in her Immediate, she knew slaves. Yeah, um, but then she went on to Hollywood, and she has an uh, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for radio. So she was working oh, yeah. from the beginning. She was working before anything uh, of TV and movies, which she made her life in. She won for Best Supporting Actor- Actress of Gone with the Wind. They had to fight for her to be in the theater. Yeah, it was no, segregated. Yeah, they couldn't. I remember the story. Like they, she couldn't even go up to like accept it. They had to like wait a long time to get her. Yeah, around because they had to seat her like all the way at the back. She's at the back, like behind the servers. Yeah, basically. And she, um, she was she was kind of a mainstay, and I think at that time she was safe. For people because she mm-hmm. was rotund she was jolly she she probably fit enough of a black stereotype that yep. people felt comfortable they rooting felt comfortable for her with her but then they gave her an oscar yeah for her portrayal of mammy which again is a it's it can be it's problematic a it's yeah. a stereotype and it's also a trope that's incorrect yes like don't get it twisted slaves did not love their masters yep. in that way um as a general rule, I can't mm-hmm. speak for every slave that ever lived, but that's not normal. Yeah. Um, but also, she was kind of a secret badass. Like, uh, they don't really say it on her biographies as much as they say it on others. But uh, she's rumored to have been queer, uh, even though she Love has had four husbands: Howard Hickman, George Love Langford, uh, James Lloyd Crawford, and Larry Williams. She. And divorced all four of them. I'm like, girl, get it tight, get it right, keep moving till you get it where you want it. You know, that's, I love that. Uh, but she's been rumored to have um, relationships with women. Uh, is it mo- notably for me, uh, she was rumored to be linked to Tallulah Bankhead, who is from Alabama, darling. What did uh, Tallulah do? She was an actress, she was a stage actress. And uh, you probably have heard the the southern affectation affectation mm-hmm. of the way she spoke from other people. She'd say, "Darling, I love that for you, darling." Yeah. Or, "Darling, I'm not going to be doing that, darling." Uh, yeah. B. Arthur famously says okay. that she introduced the word "darling" into the American lexicon. So she's she's a theater actress. 
Tallulah Bankhead famously got around too, but this is not her moment. No. But I love that this wild and out buck from Alabama was like, so she walked up to this rotund, black, beautiful woman and said, I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love that we've had a history and she won for the 1939 movie season. Uh, so that was in the, we was in the four, it was in 1940, I guess. I don't know the dates, but yeah. for the thirties in the thirties was the first black actress to win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen again till the, I think 90 with yeah. ghost <laughs> with Whoopi Goldberg, but mm-hmm. she stood alone for a long, long time. Her and Sidney Poitier, they held it down for us. Yeah. But uh, I love that she had the gumption to do that because, you know, that's that's got to be very lonely. Yeah. But with that, that is your spotlight. Yeah. I was going to say, I was gonna say and to be, it's very brave to be somebody who is, and this is me speaking as somebody who's not a minority in any sense, mm-hmm. um, but like to be the minority in a space, especially like not even just like in a room and like literally the entire industry. Yeah. In the industry, in the industry to like fight for that. And this is what black people and people of Mm -hmm. color and queer people have been doing for our entire existence. It's just fighting to get a space in the room, but like to, Mm -hmm. to win and knowing the, type of backlash that you're yeah. going to get. Yeah, knowing so that they're well. going to hate you for being on that stage. Yeah. But we're still fighting it to this day. Oh, what yeah, she it has not fight. ended. Because whenever you needed a black, rotund woman, let's, and let's face it, they only ever needed a black, rotund woman oh, to yeah. play that character. Mm-hmm. They called that woman. Absolutely. And we're still doing it to this day. They're, we're trying to create spaces where it's not the same Asian woman that gets every role and mm-hmm. the same black woman who gets every role. We're trying and to create more stories. So that so. they get roles. Like we want roles that are based in Asian or Latinx or black history and yeah. culture. But we also like just roles that would like, well, I'm trying to find the word for this, not like a normal role. But yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like a role that's not, about like that suffering and that history. Mm-hmm. We want those. Yeah. But also like doesn't mean every other role goes to a white person. Right. Like yeah. this like generic comedic role in this comedic movie. Well, like and talking can- about America Ferrer with Superstore, she yeah. said that was the first time she went in and read for a role that did not say Latina. Yeah. Just a woman. Yes. And yeah. she got it. And so we're, you know, it's happening. Uh but with that we're going to bring you some more information this month on Not For Nothing about Black History Month. But that's just a little dabble in. And I, I've always been very impressed and very um, familiar with Hattie McDaniel just because I grew up watching Gone With The Wind. As problematic as the movie could be and is, uh, it is, it's a feat in American cinema. So yeah. thank God for giving us Hattie McDaniel. But with that, my love, let's talk about you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to my show. I didn't know this until just now. This is your first podcast to be on ever. Yeah, you you would think you would think they'd be lining up around the door, knocking around the door, around the block. I can't knocking the block. <laughs> knocking the block. They're trying to knock it's on my door-, door. It's a doorbuster. It's yeah. a doorbuster and a, and you know, um, knocking on that block. Um but yeah, so Jessica Lavelle, famously from San Francisco. <laughs> um what do you want everybody to know about you? What is something like? What is the thing that people should know about you if they're if the you're thing? forced at gunpoint to describe yourself? Describe myself. There, I feel like there are so many things. Um, 
I've been like grappling recently with like, you don't have to be this one thing. You can be interested in all these things and they don't have to define you and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and how I've, I've used like things that I'm interested in to define me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's okay. I I think that's okay. No, definitely. And it helps you like find your footing and, um, it's great to have like inside jokes around people as well. Like, um, a lot of the people in our common circle will refer mm-hmm. to me as the Princess of Genovia yes. because I threw a Princess Diaries birthday party uh, because I would famously, uh, famously, uh, or infamously. Oh, it's famous. Oh, it's famous. <laughs> it's famous. I would do a Princess Diaries tour of San Francisco. I did it again. I went back home like just the other week to visit some family, and I was with my friend, and we had some time to kill, and she was like, well, we could drive around all the Princess Diaries spots because I haven't done the tour, and I was like, okay. And I, so I just told her how to get everywhere. I told you over brunch that I want to do San Francisco with you, and of course it's going to include the Princess, the Princess Diaries, Diaries tour. tour. Absolutely. Um it's, it's very fun to do. Um, and if you remember your birthday party last year, the Princess Diaries if I party. Remember. <laughs> uh, do you remember how competitive I got about the Princess Diaries? Uh, the trivia? Trivia. Yes, I do. I was like, don't have it start with me. <laughs> don't yeah. start with me. I was I was screaming in that bar. Yeah, I, like, I, I will say I've been in my like princess era um, because I was like, I was like trying to prepare. I was like, wanted to feel like Princess Diaries and there's only two movies. Yeah. Right. I read all of the books. Every single one. Do you think we're going to get a third movie? Okay. Here's the thing. I read. Um, <laughs> I knew that was I happen. went to uh, Barnes & Noble the other day for, for I was in an emotional state and I needed to buy a book right then. And that's what was there. So I went mm-hmm. to look. I usually try to go to a local bookstore, but I went to a Barnes & Noble, um, which is also great. But I went to a Barnes & Noble and um, I saw that the author, and I'm really worried I'm going to say her last name incorrectly, but I think it's Meg Cabot, but it might be like Cabot. <laughs> it's spelled C-A-B-O-T but oh okay the, <laughs> so those are not even the same name no yeah C-A-B-O-T um, and I I have always said Meg Cabot because I've been reading her since I was a child and yeah. that's what I would pronounce it as and then my mom was like yeah Meg Cabot and I was like what are you gonna look it up I'm gonna look it up right now keep talking um, and I saw that she published a new book and I went oh, okay maybe I'll get this this will be sure to be a fun read I love everything she writes and um Cabot, I was right. We found it. It was Meg Cabot. Meg Cabot. So maybe just let your mom have that one and let her keep calling yeah. it Cabot. Yeah. But it's Cabot. Um, uh, Meg Cabot. She also wrote this. this oh, I'll get to that in a second. But she wrote. Uh, she wrote this book, and it was called um, "Enchanted to Meet You." Uh, and as Kyle knows, I am a Swifty. Yep. So I saw something said, called Enchanted to Meet You, and I went, that cannot be a coincidence. Um, but it was, it said the first in like the, um, in like a witches series, and I love witches. So I went to uh, pick it up, and I bought it right away. And it was this nice little witchy romance. It was very cute and very sweet. But I like was reading, I finished it, and I was looking at the back. And on the back, there was like a like a little bio, mm. and it said Meg Cabot is an author living here with her husband, et cetera, et cetera. She has a cat. Um, she live in San Francisco? No, 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 no. Oh wow! Actually, the books are set in New York. Oh, that's right. You told me about yes. that. Yes. Um, I I was think I was pondering a while ago why they chose to have it set in San Francisco, and one of my thoughts was nine eleven, but it came out before nine eleven, so that couldn't have been the mm. the thought because it came out in two thousand one, but July. That uh, is a the good movie. question. That yeah. Good question. Why they moved it to San Francisco. They Maybe they were just trying to get less things in New York or San Francisco was easier. San Francisco just feels very Gary Marshall to me for some that's, reason. It's probably, it's probably that because he directed it. Yeah. So yeah, it was probably that's Gary why, Marshall was like, I'm going to do San Francisco. That's why I feel like that. But yeah, so 
Uh, that's a little insight into you. Yes. Princess oh, Diaries. Oh, wait, but I want to say at the end, her thing about third Princess Diaries movie, she said, uh, author of the Princess Diaries series, which has like, become two movies, and the third on its way. Like, not in discussions. The third okay, on so, its way. And I went, excuse me. So they're, yeah. they're, they're quoting. I guess it's got to happen because so it's published. Princess Diaries movies on a book by Meg, Meg Cabot that's yeah. not a Princess Diaries book. No, a different she, book. So they're like, yeah, it's happening. In her bio. It's got to happen now. I She promised. The, that, and Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews are both down. Well, they better hurry up. Julie Andrews is Don't a do gem. that to me. Is do a not. Gem. She's you're a gonna, gem. You're going to stop there. I'm not going to say. I mean, we all know how life works. They better hurry up. I love her. Oh, my her. God. I, I know. I'm, I'm calling I'm, out of work that I'm day. being I crass. I know. Well, you know what we should do? If and when. That will happen. She could be the first person to be immortal. Like. We are <laughs> <laughs> We are all calling out of work. And we're going to go to your house. And we're going to pick you up. And we're going to do Princess Diaries things. We should also do, we should do Mary Poppins. Throw that in there. Yeah, we could do that too. I love that. I, yeah. I have many umbrellas. I can fly with one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll do it. But yeah, that's so that's. That is something that I love about you. That That was something that solidified me with you. I was like. That was a big part of my childhood, The Princess Diaries. I'm seven years older than you, pretty much, almost exactly seven years older mm-hmm. than you. Your birthday is a month before mine. Um, but so <laughs> it was your childhood and it was my junior childhood because <laughs> I'm older. Um, but uh, it was very much a moment. I loved Anne Hathaway. I loved Gary. Ma- I was, see, I was the nerd. You, you and I are nerds for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I was the nerd that would watch classic television. And my goal was to be like Gary Marshall and the fact that he had so many shows he owned entire nights of television yeah. he had happy days um laverne and shirley johnny loves chachi mork and mindy he had them all oh, he had mork all these mindy. shows that were spun off of one another and i i loved it i loved i wanted to be yeah. like him i wanted to do it. and then he did Pre- pretty woman i'm yeah, like yeah there's a oh. lot of pretty woman references in the in the little princess in princess iris yeah so, um, and i hadn't watched pretty woman until a couple of years ago and i love I, it i rewatched I love it, it. And i was like oh yeah that's it's everywhere it's a fantastic film just took me forever and it's so it's it's heartbreaking because there's these little moments of pop culture phenomenon like pretty woman and i'll ask robert if he's Mm -hmm. seen it and he goes no because i hate julia roberts and i'm like i love julia roberts fair she's she's got a very she's a lot but the thing is i love she fits the bill with taylor swift of people hate america's sweetheart that's true. They just hate America's sweetheart. And That's true. I mean, and like, and it's not to say these people can't be criticized. I mean, I don't know. I don't yuck Julie, anybody's young. Yeah, I don't and, know what Julie Roberts can be criticized for. Yeah, you you could criticize Taylor Swift for like the CO two emissions of the private jets. You could uh, criticize that she has probably one of, if not the biggest, following of a pop star. Do you think Beyonce's ever? jealous of Taylor Swift? I don't think so. I think they don't want to get pitted, pitted against each other. I think they don't either. They, yeah. Um. That neither of them started that. Kanye West started that. And see, and I. This is why I love you. You are yeah. the epicenter of <laughs> pop culture because you. See, you. I, this is what I've longed for: a mm-hmm. friend who will look at pop culture. And look at celebrity, and look at art, and look at creation of those celebrities. With genuine kindness, like the same way you would look at it as a friend. Yeah. That's what you do. Taylor Swift is your friend. Julie Andrews is your friend, not some celebrity out there 
that just lives and breathes. Yeah, I'll just call Julie Andrews up right now. I wish you could. I wish I could. I wish you could. And you know what? (laughs) She might be busy. But but no, so the Princess Diaries, um, you you famously came from San Francisco. You love San Francisco. I love it there. You threaten people if they go to San Francisco without seeing you first. You are the gatekeeper to your friends of San Francisco in a beautiful way. I've had a friend go. And uh, one great place, uh, which if we ever go, we'll go here definitely. It's We're going to go. Not yes. if. There's no if When in we that go, sentence. I will go to the Walt Disney Family Museum. It is I owned, want to. It's owned by his family. Mm-hmm. And Walt also not a fantastic person. But, um, yeah. but like, you know me, I'm a huge Disney fan. I worked for Disney for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they have like the Oscars for Snow White there. Yeah. The big one, the seven little ones that were presented to him uh, from by Shirley Temple at the Academy Awards yeah. as an honorary Oscar, not an official award. They didn't win as a movie. It was just an honorary and achievement since it was the first feature-length animated movie. Yeah. Um, but Not a kid's movie. Not a kid's feature-length animated movie. That yep. was the thing. Um, Walt's whole big thing with Disneyland and Disney movies was, well, he just liked animation, but also he wanted to make things that families could do together. Mm-hmm. Appropriate for children, not just for kids. I think that holds up. Every single Disney movie, Pixar movie I've ever seen, really? I have never thought that it was just a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a movie appropriate for kids. I cry at every single Pixar movie. I would say, depending on who you talk to and depending on how the kids, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs might, might not scary. be. It might not be appropriate it's for scary. all ages. Because I was watching also, it. Toy Story? They got some adult jokes in Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Well, I was watching Snow White or, uh, a while back, like a couple of years ago, and I was I have a pretty big TV. That's a famous story for another time. <laughs> um that and I was watching it, and at one point when the queen turns to the evil witch, her whole entire face is on the screen, and then she's laughing like that cackle, like an old witch's cackle. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head, being in the movie theater and seeing that on the huge screen, that yeah. was so terrifying. In the 30s, also in the age of the monster movies, which yeah. were really put together. Right. Like what Frankenstein, Dracula, and so 1937 was Snow White. Well, and to see her transition to someone else, something yeah. else is just Because so you've scary. only ever like read that. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's wild. It's, it's really interesting. But um, so I think you've already proven my point in the first... 10 minutes of our conversation that you are the epicenter of pop culture okay? because you know, Taylor Swift, you know, Disney. Um, what was, what's something that you think that I don't know about you? Cause we know each other pretty well. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, when I cut, if you create a group of best friends, rather than just putting that title on one human, you are in the group of best friends of mine. Thank and I you. think that's, and I would, I would venture to say I'm the same for you. We're, yeah. we're besties. Um, so we know each other pretty well, but what's something that I might not know about you? I don't know. I'm a pretty open book. I talk yeah, especially because of that car ride <laughs> yeah. before on the way I, here. I talk all the time. We're not talking about that. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Anything that happens in my car, my car is a complete magical cone of silence. You sit, you go in there, the secrets are kept. <laughs> Windows rolled up, not getting through. Nope, nothing. So. Um, it makes it sound so much worse than that. <laughs> it's just, it's just nope, personal. we give no explanation. Uh, Wonder about it. Um, there will be no explanation. There's only reputation. That's a Taylor Swift quote. I'm so sorry. I'm not usually <laughs> that much of a Swifty, but Swift talk has uh, got me. How many times did things. you see the Eras tour? I only saw the tour one time. I'm poor. Okay, but that's <laughs> that's one more than most people. Yeah, so I, I saw it. I saw the movie 
two times in theaters, and then I I I played it once. I rented it once to clean my room, <laughs> and it helped. I was like, oh, okay, Lover era over. We got to move on to the next one. I like pick a section per era for your bedroom. To yeah, clean to it. clean. I love that. A little task. I, I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> I really do. Um, but yeah, so we were talking about. Um, Disney Channel over lunch mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like I that's the problem with uh being friends with a podcaster most of the or a podcaster that does a podcast like I do which yeah. is just fascinating conversations because I will take our conversation that we had at brunch and be and put it on the pot and so I'm just like stop talking yeah this is brilliant for the pod so um what what about the because you you really like well, love. You love the Disney Channel yeah. of that era, of, yes. of the early 2000s. I would argue that I would like it now. I just haven't watched a ton of it, but I have watched yeah. some of the more recent stuff. Um, uh, like I said, I worked for Disney for five years, but I did not work at the parks. I worked at um, the Disney Store Me in too. San Francisco. Yeah. I worked at, in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, I worked at the Disney Store. The Disney store in San Francisco. And then for one year, I worked at the one in uh, Century City before they killed all of the Disney stores. Yeah, that's sad. Which is another another rant for another day. <laughs> but it's, I'm really mad at them for doing that. Uh-huh. Uh, making I worked. I, I went back to work at the Disney store yeah. in July of 2020. Really? And then it was yeah. gone after the I worked pandemic. for the whole year and they were like, you guys aren't making enough money. I'm like, yeah, bro, because we're in a pandemic. Which... I don't know if this is fair to say they 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 I were investing in us and then they blamed it on us. I don't understand what uh, their business model for Disney stores was, because when I worked there, they told us that we were the in Birmingham or in Hoover, Hoover, Alabama, which is a suburb of Birmingham. Yeah. Um, they told us we were the most profitable store that year ever like based on ratio for what we were like. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. We were like the 96th store and we went to the fourth store or whatever. And so they was like, we are rolling out the new Disney store. And you remember that when they had the holograms on the yeah. trees and all that? They oh, that's the Imagination Park. That's yeah, the one the that I worked Park. at. Yeah, yeah, they were rolling before that out the, what, before it was the the like nineties one with like yeah. all the characters yeah. around, and, and it had and all the, the yeah the, the, the porcelain characters of, uh, rolls of like movie tape. Yeah, yeah, that was that one. I worked there, and they said, so we want to make you uh, our one of our flagships. You're going to be one of the first stores because you are spotlighted. We got we were in cl- we were in company 33 or company D. Com- was, I have I have like a pin that said yeah. 33 on my pin, and then they gave me a little like placard thing. They were like, That's "You're cute. part of this team." And then they said, "We are going to go and do. We're going to make you a brand new store." And in that at that time, the River Chase Galleria where I worked, they had um. They had some store closes. They were they were kind of not doing well. The mall mm-hmm. itself. So we had this big. There was this store called Parisians, or Parisians or whatever, and it's kind of like Macy's, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, it was Southern, but it was gone. It like deleted. So they had this big open space. So Disney said, "We're going to take that space for yeah. the new store." Wow. So they said, "The way that we're doing it, we're doing away with the old Disney store model. So we have to close the Disney store and open a brand new one over here." So they started the paperwork to close us down and the mall was like, you can't have that space. And they're like, but it's an empty space and it's no one's leasing it. Yeah. We're going to write you a blank check. And the mall was like, no, thank you. Uh, So and they were like, so we got caught in this crossfire where they were like, well, we're not going to reopen this one. We just closed because we're not reopening any 
Disney stores were opening the Imagination Park. Yeah. And so we were, we just, we shut down and went away. <laughs> oh like, my gosh, what? that's so sad. And one time the company was like, hey, we will offer you the opportunity to go to Orlando and work for us in Orlando. And I'm like, that is really sweet. It was really good for them. Yeah. yeah it was really good for them. They were like, we want to do right by our people. But I'm like, I've got that's two more, two more semesters you. of college. Yeah. I can't move to Orlando. I was like, will the offer stand when I'm done with college? They're like, no. Yeah. And I was like, well, all right, there you go. So. Yeah. No, I didn't like, I, I loved that job. It was retail job, but I loved it so much because we were a two, we were also a flagship. We were by, right by Union yeah. Square. We had, um, and it was two stories. We were our own building. We weren't part mm-hmm. of a mall. There was one at the Ceremony Mall, which is um, over Union, in Coma. You said Union Square? Union Square. Here in LA? Or no, no, in no, San Francisco. In San Francisco. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you, it's like our, our big, it's like our downtown uh-huh. Mecca. That's like where our Christmas tree is. and mm-hmm. um, They have like a ice skating rink there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, um, we had it right there. It was a great location. It was, uh, two stories before I went there. Uh, they would have like, I think it moved around. It used to be like by Fishman's Wharf anyway. Mm -hmm. But, um, when I worked there, not only like, of course the loveliest people working there, um, but it was so much fun. You could do, um, I became quickly became an events queen. Cause I saw you could do events. I want to do that. You, an uh, events what? queen. What? <laughs> um, so I went over, I became a Disney ambassador through the Disney store. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote an entire essay about how Wendy is the lead character of Peter Pan. I agree. Uh, I 100% You wouldn't agree. have a story without her. No, she's the one who kept everybody afloat. I remember, I remember getting hired in, in the interview, the, but right before I got hired, they asked one of the questions is, well, you would put your favorite character on your name tag. Yeah. Which now Disneyland has done for the little anniversary, which is cute, I guess, but Disney stores did it first and it just feels certainly did. It feels a little disrespectful <laughs> to kill the Disney stores and then be like, we're gonna take this cute thing that they did. They also took all of the Disney store merch. Disneyland and Disney store merch were different. Yeah. And they took all of the Disney store merch and either absorbed it into targets. Or yeah. you can find it at the park. Which now. I will say, I have a friend whose job that was to absorb it into targets. He's an executive at Disney. Mm-hmm. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> you did a great job, but yeah, I, yeah, he didn't work it's, with the Disney stores. I don't think. Yeah, no, I'm like, I hate like anybody who's like doing it. You're just doing your job. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, no, he's but he's like good, the but yeah. whole process of it just felt so like. They like you didn't, they didn't care about the work we were doing. Like we couldn't do when COVID happened. It really like obviously it was all the safest option. Like I was yeah. like, yeah, of course we're not going to host an event, but we would do events yeah. like if no one's ever gone, we would do events like art of animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would teach the kids to draw and it would just play on our thing. We um, my favorite was Princess Gathering where we had like sing-alongs, we had storybook time and we had themed events like if a movie was coming out. I remember a whole day where I did the Beauty and the Beast live action event. We'd be like, let's tip over like Mrs. Potts and let's do this like Lumiere and you like dance around and like let's roar at the wolves as the beast to get the wolves to leave um, Belle alone. And like for example, and by the way, wolves are not mean. Stop the D. Stop the demonization of wolves. That Yeah, that's 2K24. <laughs> but um, we had to stop events. Uh, yeah. During COVID, obviously, uh-huh. I was like, "Of course, we can't host an event. There's going to be a gathering of people, particularly kids, in the middle of a pandemic. Let's not do that." But um, what I didn't understand is why I couldn't still play sing-alongs. <laughs> um, we could play. So not every store had this. Like if you're in a mall, you usually had a disc for yeah. like all the events and stuff, and then the soundtrack was just going. We had the great, like privilege exception because we were our own store we had like a little ipod mm-hmm. uh an ipod touch 
that would control the audio. So we had the soundtrack, yeah. but we could insert, we could insert a sing along. So we'd like basically like cue up the sing along. And after a video finished playing in the theater, we would play the sing along and they'd like switch it out. Like every like few months we'd get new stuff. Um, but if I, we had floor one and floor two and floor two, like you didn't have any tills or anything up there. So you were kind of just in charge of like the environment. And I remember like all the time, particularly with young adults. Cause I always felt like young adults didn't allow themselves to like have fun and like be, kids and yeah. like they'd be in the Disney store and be like I want to look at this plush but I'm, a, I'm an adult and I'm like no girl buy it um, <laughs> uh, so I'd go up and I'd be like hi what are you like how are you guys doing and like talking to them and I'd be like well um, I'm like what's your favorite movie and a lot of times top contenders for people my age group Lion King, uh-huh. Beauty and the Beast. That's Robert's favorite, Lion yeah. King. Those are the two like top runners favorite princess Belle, sometimes Ariel if they're a little older yeah. it's usually Ariel but Belle is, yeah. is a big one. I love Belle, too. Um, I think people who love stuff loves Ariel. We're like, I want that cave. I want my cave of wonders. I want yeah. the... No, that's, uh, that's Aladdin. That's Aladdin. <laughs> that's Aladdin. But I want Cruises, my cave it's of... Ariel's grotto. Ariel's grotto of just stuff. I, I, I wanted that. Yeah, when I, was I, I loved Ariel because I wanted to be a mermaid. Yeah. I used to play, play mermaid all the time in the pool. Yeah. Um, we were talking... So you love Disney. Like, yeah. What, what was it about Disney that just was yours from day one. Well, actually, this is really funny knowing me now. Yeah. And um I told you I've only ever been when I grew up in San Francisco, like um there like was a point we just like didn't have money to go down to Disneyland after I was like a kid. So like, I mean I went, travel's expensive and yeah. Disneyland is also it's four of us. Like yeah. I went I went once and I was like a baby, so like yeah. that doesn't count. And then I went once and I was five and I have like vague, vague memories from that trip. Um but in high school I remember people being like they wanted to do grad night at Disneyland and I was like guys we're a poor school we cannot we're gonna go to Great America that's like, a long way to go for yeah we're going night to Great America you guys can try next year we didn't we needed to fundraise for this two years ago yeah um, <laughs> uh, but um, I remember saying people were like do you think you like go to Disneyland because I was um, about the time when I was like I think I'm gonna go to Southern California mm-hmm. for college and um, which I did I went to UC Irvine Woo. which will come into the story in a second um, but I was like no Disneyland's like way too I was very frugal and I'm getting back into that now, but I was very, very frugal in high school and starting college. And then I started to get like my own money. So I started to like buy myself stuff. But um, I was like, no, it doesn't make any sense to pay for money. Like, why would I do that now? I'll just like, like maybe I'll go when I have a family, like one time. Because yeah. it's, so, it's so much money. That doesn't make any sense. Um, and then I moved to Southern California and I went to UC Irvine. And for a year, everyone was like, it's going to Disneyland. It's so easy. And I was like, okay. And my second year, I was working for Middle Earth Housing. 100% chose to go to UC Irvine because they had Lord of the Rings themed freshman housing quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was working in Middle Earth Housing for the events coordinator chair position when I was planning events. Um, and uh, my friend was like, oh, you think you're going to get a Disney pass? And I went, I think I might. They had like a monthly tier. Mm-hmm. You could pay monthly. And it was like the lowest one. It was like 20 bucks a month. It was like yeah. so low. Like so as a SoCal resident, like lowest option. That's what I want. Yeah. And I was like, I'll try it because it's 20 minutes away. Yeah. No traffic. 20 minutes away from UC Irvine. So like after class. So I did that. Changed everything. Mm -hmm. For three years, I was going after class. I went like three times a week. Yeah. Because you used to, you could just go in. Yeah, you just go in and vibe. Unless you were in a blackout time. Yeah. When I I lived here before, I had a Disney. I had a premium Mm. annual pass to Disney. That was discounts in the stores. Free parking. No blackout dates. I paid $400 for it. 
Yeah. That is not the price for nope. that now. That is like a ticket. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but I would. I would drive all the way down yeah. on a day off. I would take my book. I remember I was reading Anti-Mame by Patrick Dennis. Do you know that mm-hmm. book? Yes. Oh, my God. I love it. We talked I haven't about read it, it but I, I know of it. I have it over there if you want to read it. <laughs> uh, but no, I, was, I, would, I remember I was reading Anti-Mame. And I would go sit by the partner's statue hub. Yes. And then I would go get on Space Mountain. Yep. And then I'd go home. I would study at Disneyland. My roommate, uh, I remember distinctly in my senior year, um, this one day I was like really stressed. I was like, I have to get up at like 5.30 um, to like go to like my on-campus job. And I was like, I have to do this. And I like, I have so much to do and it's like so overwhelming. And she was like, do you want to do you want to go to Disneyland? And I was like, what? Yes. I can't go to Disneyland. The answer is yes. And then and then <laughs> she asked me one more time. She's like, I think we should. I think we're gonna go to Disneyland. You're gonna get my car. And we're gonna go. And if you want to leave after 20 minutes, we'll come back back. And I was yeah. like, okay. And I went and we went for like literally two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like a week after we went. And like I brought my books and we like read in the little coffee house and we read sitting on the floor waiting for the fireworks. We read waiting for Fantasmic. We just like read our books. But then we came back and like my mind was clear. You and just I could said focus. It. Fantasmic. Yes. When I watch Fantasmic, people cannot watch Fantasmic with me ne- ne- because me I me neither. sob like a oh, baby. Oh my gosh! Okay. A baby. So that cannot- show and Mickey and the Magical Map. I've never seen that one. <gasps> it's over. You can't see it anymore. They killed it. <laughs> it's the best show. Okay, so I went to see Mickey and the Magical Map. I think it was like my first full day at Disneyland because I like went for like an afternoon when I got my pass, and then my friend, one of my beautiful friends, her name is Ashley, uh, was like, "You have to see the show." Come Mickey and the Magical Map. You are going to love it. Because I was on a Lilo and Stitch kick. I was like, Lilo and Stitch is a very underrated Disney movie. It's fantastic. Those watercolor backgrounds. Huh. Okay, so I <laughs> yo, I have a really good round. You're going to love this. I have a roundabout story. So <laughs> I was sitting in this theater. I had no idea what to expect. I'd like never seen like a Disney show before. Um, maybe I'd seen Fantasmic at that point. Um, but I was sitting there. And I went, is Peter Pan going to be in it? Because Peter Pan's my favorite. And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. And so I sat there. And they come out. I like, don't want to spoil it for you now. But they like they have like underrepresented characters. Oh, I love that. I love so, that like, so King much. So like King Louie comes out. Oh, And it's like wow. a dance and sing show. So like the, I know the choreography to this day. Like, is there any way I can see it on oh, YouTube? Oh, yeah. On YouTube, there's on, a ton of videos. So one night, we're going to get some friends we're together. We're going to do a thing. Because I was going to say... We're we're coming into a Disney moment for us yes. for us because uh, people have Disney passes in our lives. Yes, your best friend Karen, mm-hmm. she has a Disney pass. I know she. I thought when she got she one, was, I was like, oh man, I think I gotta go. She was very hurtful <laughs> because I said maybe I'll get one too. She goes, you can't. The window is closed. I got it that day, and I was like, <laughs> my God, just punch me in the face, Karen. I get it. You've got a Disney pass. I want one too. I will get one soon. So the next, I think we It'll have be like to next be, year. I think next year when they open up that window. Yeah, I'm going to see how I do with that like three day pass. I think we're going to have to, we're going to get organized. Go. We're going to get it. I'm going to take a, a note of like how t- how many times people seem to organize to go yeah. and how many times I can go. Well, because you and I too are two people who cannot get anybody there. We have to go with people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because my electric car. I will pitch in for parking. Oh yeah, I'll pay for parking with you. Great playlist. I'll bring you breakfast. I lo- you, you put and me in the back seat of your car. Would I would rent a car to go to Disney with you because yes. you and I do Disney the same way. Playlists, breakfast. Are you a are you a perky person in the morning when it's time to go to Disney and everybody hates you for it? No, not That's really, me. because I was so relaxed about it. I'm very much I have a whole theme with Disney where I'm like, it is go with the flow. Yeah. It I'm is, I'm the same you way. Trust with that. the magic of Disney. Like if this ride yes. breaks down, you wait like five, ten minutes. 
Yeah. And if it doesn't go up, we're like, cool, we'll do the next one, we'll come right back. Yeah. Like, my cousin lost her phone that she had paid for herself. Like, when she was in high school, she came to visit me. And she lost her phone when we went to see Mickey the Magical Map. Yeah. Uh, I won't <laughs> tell you what happens because I kind of I wanted to be a surprise, but I will say, like, I started crying watching that show for the first time. Oh, yeah. Because of the characters they had. Same way I started crying when I watched Fantasmic and I didn't know anything about it. And Peter I didn't Pan either. happened. I, uh, yeah. I heard exactly. the canon and I screamed because I didn't know there was going to be a canon and there was a loud noise. Uh-huh. And so I was like, ha! Ah! And I was like, ha! Ah! They go like, do, 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 do. And I was like, <laughs> And I started freaking out. And when the new Fantasmic came out, I was so mad. I was like, I love Pirates of the Caribbean as much as the next person, but you cannot delete Peter Pan. Are you kidding me? This is the yeah. only time you see Wendy ever. Also, now they have Wendy out to meet all the time in the uh-huh. last two years when I don't have a freaking pass. Yeah. And the last couple times I paid to go there, she's not there. <laughs> it's really rude. I think they're wait. I, they're waiting. It has to be like I have to be in the perfect outfit and the perfect mood. I feel like I'm gonna freak the Wendy person out. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Why is this grown woman freaking out about me?" And I'll be like, "You're everything. You're the best." Like when so, I picked my favorite character, it was Wendy. No, problem. I know we're bouncing all around, but I'm enjoying this so much. <laughs> I don't so really talk fun. about the Disney stuff so much because, like, I don't work there anymore. Yeah, and there was um like my first job after Disney. They were like. You, all you do is compare us to your old job. I'm like, that's just because that's, that's how I understand how you work. Because I have to be like, we did it this way. Do you do it that way? Or do you do it this way? Are you the girl from uh, the Magic School Buzz at, my, literally, at my old school? Literally, <laughs> literally, they would do this thing. So they'd print out like your schedule for the day. And sometimes they do little themes. And they'd assign everybody a character for the theme. And one time, somebody that we both know, I'll tell you later. But she uh, she gave me the Magic School Buzz theme. And she gave me that girl. And I was like, I'm never talking about Disney again. Um, but I know a lot. It's just just like way back there it's like um how you'll see like if i have a really big harry potter fan on my tour because i used to be this huge harry potter nerd. yeah huge harry potter nerd like later in life i didn't really read them growing up i read them in high school um but i became this huge 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 harry potter nerd um and then of course i like i brought it way back when jk rowling proved to be terrible did you um (laughs) and so like i was like like I still got the knowledge, like the yeah. books I already own are like still in my library. Like, I still love it, and yeah. I still I'm gonna. I'm not I'm gonna like enjoy going out books. of my way to like pay for anything. I just don't want to give her like any more money yeah. to like, support outwardly. Like I don't like promote things mm-hmm. that are Harry Potter. Like I will watch my DVD at home when I feel like I yeah. want to watch it, and also talk about it with friends. But when like, if I have somebody who like I'm just meeting who like, really really likes Harry Potter, then like. It'll come up out of the word work how much I know. Yeah. And it's 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 really funny how like you can know all the stuff and you feel like you're forgetting it. It's just uh-huh. stored. When I watched The Hunger Games with my dad for the first time, um, he was trying to poke all these holes in the movie because he didn't read the books. And he'd be like, well, what's this? I'm like, well, District Lump- District 7 is lumber. So that's why that's like that. And I'd be like, wow, I know way more <laughs> than I thought I knew. Um, so why, what I, I want to uh, ask you now is um, – because that was so much fun. Yeah. You took me on a journey. I don't know if you realize you took me on it was a journey. A, it was a lot. The listeners went on a full journey just now, and we loved every minute of it. So I kind of picked it up. Peter Pan is your favorite movie. Is that your favorite? It's, it's hard to pick a favorite. I just really, really like the story of Peter Pan a mm-hmm. lot. Um, my favorite version of Peter Pan is the 2003 live action Peter Pan with Jeremy Sumter and Rachel Hurdwood. Um, somebody tried to argue that Hook was the best adaptation. I said Hook is a sequel, so it doesn't count as the best adaptation of Peter Pan. Um, they go actually perfect together. I, watched I just saw Hook for the first time last year. And I saw it at Quentin Tarantino's theater. Oh, my God. Did you, like, love it? Did you cry? I loved, I loved it. And I not only that, the woman who played uh, Hook's wife. Um, which was uh, which was uh, Amelia Thermopolis's mom from uh, yeah no. 
No, wait. No, yes. No, you're thinking for Moira? I'm looking it up because Moira, that's yeah. not her. Um, it is her. I'm like 90% sure. I, I, well, I, it, anyway, the woman who played Hook's wife was there. Moira. And I saw no, it. You mean um, Peter Pan's wife. Peter, Peter Pan's wife. That's what I'm saying. Moira. Peter Pan's wife. Moira. Moira. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same woman who played Mia Thermopolis's mother. Um, but anyway, I saw it for the first time last year. So yes. you like that movie. You like Hook. I love I, the story. I love Hook. Who is your favorite Disney character? Total top. Oh, Disney Wendy Moore or Angela Darling. Like if I had to pick one top, Wendy Moore or Angela Darling. Favorite princess? Different question. <laughs> Rapunzel. Um, Rapunzel. Um, who? There was like a big runner up for. Um, oh, Rapunzel runner up Mulan. Runner up to that Raya from <laughs> Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, Oh god, I have like more. Oh, um, I I had my top five <laughs> Disney movies asked by one of my managers once. Lilo and Stitch is up there. Um, Wally, yeah. including Pixar, I love Wally. You know what my favorite Disney movie? I think still to this day, I just kind of keep coming back to it. One Hundred and One Dalmatians. The animated. The animation animated. on. I knew an animator who worked on it. I it's used to go fantastic. to church with them. Uh, I just I love every bit of it. I love it. Um, my favorite character, though, is well, it's a toss up. I have two. My favorite character is Jiminy Cricket, but also that tracks for you. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it really does. It really like if, does. if I walked up to like if I knew you and you were like a, like we worked together at the Disney store and I was like, oh, who's on your name tag? And it was Jiminy Cricket. I'd be like, who it else would it freaking when I was be? in there? But then I also love Sorcerer Mickey. Oh, Sorcerer Mickey. I like Sorcerer Mickey. Little baby, making I mistakes, do. taking risks. I know, I love him. I, so. I also was like never like a Mickey and Minnie person until I wor- started working for Disney Store. Now, really, like, I love Mickey. That's my boss. That's Mickey, my boss. <laughs> That's Mickey the CEO. is not the person who is bad at Disney because Disney's a bad corporation. I don't like them as a corporation. Really? Well, but I like, just feel like every corporation is. Yes, bad. that's true. It's just bad. Mickey, but Mickey is not doing that to me. No, I agree. I totally. If agree. we were like Mickey, I want to get the union together. He'd be like. Heck yeah, I would attempt a voice, but I'm not good at it. I'm gonna I'm gonna settle this though. I wanna I'm I'm on IMDB right now. Carolyn Goodall is her name. Yeah, look. No, it is not. Oh my god. Oh wait. Yeah. Carolyn Goodall, the mom of Mia Thermopolis, was also Moira Darling. Moira Moira Banning. Moira Banning. In the in the book. Did I I've just, did never I put that together? Blow your mind. I have never put that together. I have to see it with my own eyes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yay! I Princess Diaries not in the in the popular filmography. I'm going. I'm going back to the year. Hold on. Yeah, she was not the main. She was not the main girl in Princess Diaries. No, I know that. <laughs> but it would be known for. You're telling me she's Helen Thermopolis. Oh, I went past it. I didn't know. Oh my god! I feel like it's to kill me now. But I didn't know that. I'm like now that I've like looking at it. I'm like I, I can see it now. Do you know what this moment feels like for me? It feels like I've walked into the woods and I've found the most beautiful spider web that anybody could ever create. But I saw one little missing strand, and I just took a little strand and completed the spider web. I'm so happy I could be part oh of this my moment God. for you. I love this. Everything in and my life. And I sat life. in the theater with her and watched Hook. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Me and Flo and Michelle both been on the show before. Robert and Ethan been on the show. We were all sitting in uh, Quentin Tarantino. I forget what it's called. Quentin Tarantino's theater down on Wilshire. 
or Melrose or whatever it is. Please, pl- I know everybody in LA is rolling their eyes. Yeah, I don't know anything about out. Quentin Tarantino. But he's got a th- he's got like this old school one screen theater with the old like felty Muppet material it, seats it like that, that fold down. One that everyone talks about. Yeah, it's I feel the like one. I heard the name today. It's a uh, yeah, but it's it's that one. I watched it there and. I think some of the kids or some of the riders, somebody, but I know Helen was there. Not Helen, whatever her name is. Jer- yeah. Carolyn Goodall. What's yeah, her name? Yeah, Caroline Goodall. Caroline Goodall. Is that her name? Caroline Goodall. Caroline Goodall. Yeah, she was in there and she's so beautiful. Oh my God. And she was just laughing. It was so cute. I cannot believe I blew your mind. I'm so excited. I'm going to cry. <laughs> This is like so many, so many things in my life come full circle. Like this, it's so funny. Well, even today we were sitting uh, at at the diner mm-hmm. having brunch, and you look over and there's these Disney Channel original series yeah. posters, and I was like, Well, technically, uh, Hannah Montana the movie is not a Disney Channel original because it premiered in theaters. So did was that a movie? Was that the movie? Oh, so yeah. both of those were mu- were. Released in theaters. So in case anyone doesn't know, Uh a Disney Channel original had to premiere on the Disney Channel. Um, High School Musical is one of their most successful franchises ever, which is so funny because they just made the first movie and they're like, it's going to be another one. And it just did so well. Mm -hmm. They were like, okay, well, let's do a sequel. And then it did so well that they uh, made High School Musical 3, but they released it in theaters. Yeah, I remember that. that. I was working for the Disney store when that happened. Hannah Montana, the movie, released in theaters. Um, and there was another one, a Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh my gosh, Lizzie McGuire. Um, for this, uh, for this last few minutes of our episode, cause this has been, oh my God, this might be my favorite episode oh my ever gosh. created. I love this moment so much. I don't ever want it to end, but it has to. But before we do, you have very, very... <laughs> And our listeners will not be surprised by this. <laughs> you have big thoughts about <laughs> Disney Channel original series. Yes. Let's go. Hit uh, me so with it. I think, because uh, we were talking about this, how like um, Disney, as with most corporations, uh-huh. is not, not great. Nope. Not a fan of uh, where they're putting their money, where they're... They don't want to rock the boat. I mean, yeah. to, if you want to like be very neutral about it, they do not want to rock the boat. They're yeah. not gonna. They're gonna do what is safe, and what has yeah, always from a been business done. standpoint. I yeah. do understand. What I will say is, their creators, they give their creators a lot of license. There yeah. are, I mean, of course, there's always going to be a history of like some kind of censorship, or like you can't do that part. You have to take that out. But I will say, like I have noticed, particularly in the Disney Channel, like Disney Channel, like they have been fighting to like make things that are new and like be there for an underrepresented group, which mm-hmm. is like tweens, tween children. That's like, that's what they were, um, uh, kind of marketing towards. Yeah. They, uh, cause, uh, there's TV shows for teenagers. Yeah. There's TV shows for young adults. There's teen- TV shows for kids. The tween market didn't really have anything. And, uh, there were, there were a couple of things before this, but Lizzie yeah. McGuire was like the, yeah. The well, and I remember I was the exact right age for yeah. Lizzie McGuire. Yes. Um, and I remember oh, nothing, I love Lizzie. nothing I love had ever come out before that. And yeah. I, and I've talked to Robert about this before. He has a love for Hillary Duff. She is in like the, way, the one celebrity. I think I couldn't, couldn't keep it really. Together. I, you know, she's, she's been a little, she's had some problematic behavior in her interview cycles in time. And I'm like, girl, don't be that way. Don't be petty. But I do love her. 
Um, but she has seen, I think, at least in recent years, to come out of it. She's she's one of the only child stars to not have had a well. And you know what? Like if um, issue if, that we know about. What was that movie? Bon, with the, who's the girl that was in Bonnie and Clyde with Warren Beatty? See, I only watched the Disney Channel. That's why I know so much. Well, anyway, so she made she remade Bonnie and Clyde in the original Bonnie. Um, oh, cute. I didn't uh, did not like it at oh. all. And Matt Lauer's like, she wasn't really a fan of you being the one to remake this. And Hillary, uh, Hillary Duff, she goes, well, she sounds a little bitter. But I guess if How I... How old was she when she, she had this in interview? Her, she was like in her 20s. Oh, she was God. like a full-on adult. And she's like, she sounds a little bitter. And but I guess if I look like that when I'm her age, I'll be bitter too. Oh my! And Hillary. I'm like, dang! I was she's like, learned that since was then. she's definitely unnecessary. But if that's the worst of your uh, behavior, yeah, I was say, if that's the after worst after doing all that, go ahead, girl, pop off, queen. Yeah, um, at least you're not like on the wrong side of history or anything. Right, like that. exactly. And oh, she's God. always been on the right. She's side always of history. been because you remember those. Don't say gay when you say gay. Yeah. Do you know what you say? Commercials. It's like saying I'm so a girl who wears a skirt as a top. <laughs> I love Literally it. The Come through. But yeah, I, so that was, it was transformative. You're yeah. d- Lizzie McGuire. Well, because th- they, they had so many episodes, like we've never done that before. Yeah. And like, you could argue in today's standards, the eating disorder episode with Miranda is very like quick and easy fix. And yeah. like not a great eating disorder episode by today's standards. Yeah. You didn't have that except for maybe like an adult, or a more adult teenager show. Um, but for tweens, you didn't have yeah. an eating disorder wasn't talked about. The um, iconic I want a bra. A bra? Okay. I want a bra. Like that. Yeah. Like m- I don't know anybody my age who doesn't know that like flat um, chest and you well are not, flat chest and you want a bra kind not of even that but just like that episode of Lizzie yeah. Wire where she like lies to her mom trying to buy a bra like that seemed too risque for the Disney yeah. to make but like I mean, Terry Minsky really pushed for it and she's and, making a lot of good stuff and the cartoon I want a pin I want they have it I want the Lizzie McGuire pin I need to get it they because I want it. it I may just go online and buy it right now because I don't know because I I remember that inner monologue that was the cartoon of Lizzie mm-hmm. McGuire was so, I mean, it was just such a, and she was so sassy, fantastic. And like Lizzie was still like mechanism to tell she stories. She was a with. good kid. Yeah. And she would just like make mistakes and it would be okay. And Gordo. And like, Gordo. And then they had Miranda who was a mm-hmm. Latinx character, which was great. Yeah. And then Gordo, they um, put in and did his, um, they did a whole episode about him. Like, what does it mean to become a man? And cause he was doing his um, uh, bar mitzvah. Yeah. Um, Do you want to know something? Yeah. Lizzie McGuire's parents. They were my age. Yeah, let's just have a moment of silence for that. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm like not even near thinking about that. Um, Also, though, I will say the creator, Terry Minsky, went on to create a lot of things for Disney Channel, but Andy Mm -hmm. Mack, which is not a show that I've watched yet. But I don't know if you've, have you heard of Andy uh-uh, Mack? Never even it was heard one of the newer ones, but it was the first queer character. Really? On a Disney See, channel. and that was something you else you were talking about. Cheetah Girls. So, okay, Robert, I know you're listening. <sighs> Tyler B., I know you're listening. Cheetah Girls. She's about to talk about it. I love the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> I love them. They, like, if they did a Cheetah Girls concert right here, right now, I would go. I would, oh my gosh. Their music is so, it's so good. And it was such a great to see, like, a girl group and their. All people of color. Uh, Sabrina Bryant is really uh, like white passing, but she's a person of color. She's yeah. next. And then, um, and uh, just to see them to go forth and do the music. I mean, there's a lot of sometimes like there's the song Cinderella is technically from another band, and we don't know how shadily that song was taken for the movie. But you know, that's <laughs> not the girl's fault. Um, they're just like, I'm a teenager and I got this job. Yep. Raven 
Raven as like a celebrity. The goddess like, that is Raven. Yeah. I think and, she's, and she's prolific. Li- yeah, she's a little she's a little problematic now or like in recent years. Um, and I don't, I don't have the specifics yeah. to, be able to tell you, but, um, to, you know, and I, but I do, I, and she's I do done think it's lot. gotten better in like the little that I've observed, but like to have her and then to have that. So Raven, which also went on to do like so-and-so controversial topics, right. the fat phobic, um, yeah. model agency, uh, one, the whole episode on racism where she doesn't get hired at the store because she's black. Like she was really, like, really, really important to yeah. like have. Well, and now they've up, re- like, the they've Disney got Channel. a second generation of Raven's Home, which is doing yeah. really well. It's doing really well, and that's great. I'm really, you know what? I was devastated when I heard we were not going to get the Lizzie McGuire reboot. But if it, I know, means, I was too. But if it means that we don't get a Lizzie's Home, not that Raven's Home is bad. I'm yeah. not saying it's bad. It just doesn't fit with Lizzie McGuire. Do you yeah. think that Lizzie McGuire is well, settled at home at 30 years old? No. 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 But the thing is with that, there was, I, I don't, again, I don't know the specifics, but I remember she wanted to do it, but then they wanted to do it X, Y, Z way. And she's like, no, yes. thanks. That exactly. is not authentic. Terry Minsky and Hillary Duff were like, no, we want to yeah. do it. Because Terry Minsky and Hillary Duff were kind of like united on it. Um, they they sort even of, have Adam, Adam Lambert back Yeah. for Gordo. And I was like, Is that go. his name? Adam Lambert? Adam Lambert. The other Adam Lambert. Yeah. Poor yes. Guy. Yes. Um, um, which we love them both. Yeah. But no, I... Because I'd read somewhere they wanted to sort of make a little bit of a homage to her younger character. Lizzie was going to be more like that. And they were like, we want it more like Raven's Home. And they're like, we that's not what we want. They and wanted, you know. have you watched How I Met Your Father? Yes, I loved that they, they show. Want, they canceled I'm, it, but I loved I, it. I, I am in denial. They did not cancel it in my brain. <laughs> I want I it loved back. it. A lot of people don't like it because they thought it was very cookie cutter, very laugh track. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't One, care. It's refreshing as heck to see Hillary Duff in that comedic yep. sitcom role again. I'm conv- How I Met Your Father is basically what I consider the Lizzie. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. um, is basically what I consider to be the Lizzie McGuire reboot. Yeah. I agree. I love it. I wanted it. I Everybody was attractive. I love I love multiple also, camera sitcoms. Stop. What's his actual name? Chris Lowell. Chris Lowell was on Veronica Mars. Yeah. Uh, for about a season, but he he's on. Um, he was also the guy. How I Met Your Father. The guy that was her love interest. Is that his name? On he, How I Met Your Father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that he was on one of my favorite shows, Private Practice, the spinoff oh, of Grey's Anatomy. I thought you were gonna say Glow, and I was like, he is in Glow. He, well, he's in that too. Yeah. Yeah. But he was in Private you, Practice. I didn't know that. I think so. I think that's correct. He died. Spoiler. He got in the show. In the show. I was like, Chris no. Old. <laughs> no, he's still alive. <laughs> I'm gonna cry right now. He's still it's like, alive. oh my gosh, no. <laughs> also, Francia Raisa. Um, I'm. Oh god, I probably said. Her I love her. She's correctly. on uh, Grownish. She's also on Grownish. You know where I first saw her? Where? Secret Life of the American Teenager, starring Shailene Woodley. Oh my gosh! But you want to know something else? Uh, Selena Gomez is in these streets carrying around one of her kidneys. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. She gave Selena Gomez a kidney. That's kind of really sweet. It's really nice. It's great. Like um, this has been a fun, fun moment in my life. Have you had fun on your first yeah. podcast? Because we're that's our time. We're we're we've hit it. We're at our time now. All right. Um, but yeah. Um, there is something I want to ask you before we go because there is. Uh, I've started using this uh space as sort of. Uh, a way to talk about bigger 
mm-hmm. concepts in life. And so at the beginning of every show, I always say a conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what it's about, it's not for nothing. So Disney. Yes. How has it uh, changed the way you think about the world? Just having that in your life. How does it, how is it, how is not maybe not changed it, but how yeah. is it it's informed the way you think about it's the It's reinforced. I have always, I've always said I love kids. And the older I got, I love working with kids. Mm-hmm. I think the kids are cast away yeah. a lot. And I think teenagers are cast away, basically youth in general. Yeah. Are cast away in different ways, depending on your age. But like they're cast away a lot and they're not treated like their ideas are important. They're not treated like their dreams are important. They're not treated like their thoughts are important. But like, all it takes is one one year, one birthday, and all of a sudden they're a voting legal adult. Yeah, and if you and there's throw, no in between time. Yeah, there's you you're a kid or their, you're an adult. So you're telling me like if they're 17, you're throwing away their idea, and the next day they turn 18, and suddenly you take them seriously. But like just because they're young doesn't mean their ideas aren't of value. Doesn't just doesn't mean they don't have discourse. And I think that like young people are the most popular, not popular. What am I saying? Powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most powerful forces in the world, and. Like if you teach, I read something once, it was like a post, I don't remember where it was, but I read something once uh, and it was talking about like politics and like we could never do a revolution. I'm like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You have a generation of young people raised on Harry Potter and the Hunger Games and um, Divergent and Percy Jackson. And That's you heavy. think that we're not going to question authority and power when we think that it's not doing the job like yeah. for its people. You think we weren't taught Mm-hmm. to question this and go against it. You taught us that yeah. by giving us these books and those like, um, and we're better for it. Yeah. We're better for it. And I just, I, and there are people who don't like kids and that's fine. That's fine. I don't there like are pe- kids. There are people like me. who I love gr- kids. I agree with everything you're saying about kids. I don't like kids as a concept to just like, let me bring more kids yeah. into my life. But I love, but there, but also people like me who are like, mm, I, Kids, free range kids are not for my life. No, totally fine. But when you see a kid who has got it and mm-hmm. with it and respectful, but also smart as a whip because they were allowed to be, there's yeah. nothing better than that. I love yeah. it so much when I have kids that are fantastic in my world. I have I have fantastic kids in my world. They're, you know, they, they're going to change the world. Yeah. And in the same way, just because of something, even because I said already, Disney... Disney things aren't necessarily made for kids. They're made to be appropriate for kids, mm-hmm. um, but appropriate for the whole family, quote unquote. But yeah. just because something is made with kids in mind, or even if it's made specifically for kids, does mm-hmm. not mean that it is of lesser value right. than anything else. Yeah, I like it's particularly in award shows. They take live action dramas the most seriously. Mm-hmm. Under that is like live action comedies. Under that is animated dramas. Like and like it's animation. Is not yeah. a genre, it's a medium. Well, and that's what uh, Rita Marino, she said mm-hmm. the electric company was what she won mm-hmm. her, some of her awards for. Yep. That was something she was given. The electric company led to her being an EGOT. Yeah. And she was on Sesame Street a lot. She said, mm-hmm. that was my proudest work. Yeah. I was helping kids. And sometimes, like, I will go and watch, like, literally a children's show. Mm-hmm. I do and too. It will, I and love it will it. Um, teach me something. Or, like, something, you know, how you got to go back to basics whenever you're learning mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. You got to do that with life too. Right. Got to go back to basics. God, you're, you're so gonna good. Get, you're going to get all complicated, like, uh, throughout your life. So, uh, you've got to go back to basics. I just uh, binged Bluey a few weeks ago. <laughs> and I love I that love I was it. like, this like, reminds me of me and my sister growing up. I like yeah. it's all plain, named after a game. It's very imagination based. Yeah. But also, like, I cried every fourth episode. I love it. 
That's well, so good. with that, how do you think? How do you feel? How does it inform I the feel- way you feel about? Oh, how do I feel? Because the way you think about it, that Mm -hmm. was beautiful. That might have been the most beautiful explanation anyone's ever given me to those questions. (laughs) But now changing the way you think, how you feel. And of course, the next one will be what you believe. But we'll go there. But how do you feel about the way things are? How do you feel when you're in the Disney space? There are conflicting emotions because there are. Like like I said earlier, like Disney is a mega mega corporation, which is always kind of bad. Walt Disney himself was not the greatest of people, um, despite what he has achieved. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's grown to be so much more than that, mm-hmm. and there are so many people who can like art, whether it's a movie or a book or a song, is all just us trying to like relate to each other. And, like, communicate our feelings and hope, like, we're communicating our feelings and it's great if, like, one person's like, oh, I feel that too. Mm-hmm. I am a very emotional person. You know this about yeah. me. Same. I and will I am cry too. at the drop of a hat. Like. I can't wait to hold you through Fantasmic. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be. And they bring the Peter Pan part back. So I'm going to be on the floor. Like, you can't. <laughs> I, I will do a one-woman performance of the choreography. It's, I cry at a curtain call because I know. Like one is the ending of the story, but also I'm like, I know how much work you guys did yeah, to do this. I, do I cry too. at credits of movies because I like I know how much work you guys put into this. Well, you didn't. You weren't. Did you? You didn't go to Andrew Hodge's reading Mm-mm. this week. I, you didn't get to. I go. was working. Yeah, I went to it. I I cried. There was he touched me with the work, mm-hmm. with the beautiful songs, with the reading of this script. I was like, wow, this is really beautiful, and it was so good. And then I realized in that moment, I was like. I am watching something very important happen right now. This is going to be important to his life. Yeah. And I was just like, I love him so much. And I'm like, I cannot believe that it's happening. And and for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Andrew Hodges on the the podcast last week. And he's talking about having a reading. Uh, But now, yeah. So Um, I love that. I think... For me, like, I guess, conflicting feelings. But what I love, particularly about Disney, when I go to Disneyland, like, for a long time, when I was in college, I was either at on campus Mm -hmm. or I was at Disneyland. Yeah. The amount of times my mom called me to check in and I'm like, I'm in line. Like, (laughs) um, I was there all the time. And, like, that is my second home. And, like, now it's getting further and far between um, between my visits. But when I do go back, like, I don't think you've met me until you've seen me at Disneyland. Like, I'm I'm different. Can we do that very soon? Yes, please. I want Um, to. My birthday next month? I want to go. Let's do it. I want to go. Let's do it. I want to. Um, I get like just like more free and more feral. And I think it's like it's an enclosed environment where mm-hmm. they kind of have their own rules and stuff. And you you get the privilege of kind of like blocking out the, uh, the rest of the world. Yeah, I, I um, think which that's is, true Which too. is a privilege. And there's a lot of stuff going on that we need to pay attention to. But um, but we can't focus on it 100% of our time all the time around the clock. Yeah. If, I mean, if there's something you can be doing, you should be doing it. And yeah. if if like, but I also still have to go to my job and I have to make like money and yeah, um, that kind of thing. But like when I when I'm at Disney, like I very I much allow it's a it's a safe place for your inner child to come out. Mm-hmm. And so I really really like that about. I it. love that. And and this next one, I with you in particular, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on it. I'll try to keep it as quickly quick as possible. But it's a two part question. Do you have a belief system? Do you believe in anything like you know because i mean 
for some, that's religion. For some, yeah. it's spirituality. They just call it spirituality. Do you have a belief system? Something you believe in? I have like a couple of things. Like I'm I I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I kind of don't think. I feel like there's got to be some other, whether it's the force or the universe or mm-hmm. God's multiple or one or something. There's, I yeah. feel like there's got to be something and the same way that there's got to be aliens. Um, <laughs> like we can't, it can't just it's be, uh, we can't have just like lucked into all this. Yeah, I agree. I we, agree. Like it just it can't just, yeah. and then there's too many coincidences and stuff for like that kind of thing. And I truly think like people have like guardian angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mostly talk to my guardian angel when I'm running for the bus. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, please let them stop. Please let them wait for me. Let them see me. It happened today. I was looking at my tracker and I was almost missed the bus that brought me to you. Um, I was like running and the stoplight happened. I was like, I'm going to miss it. But I ran down the stairs anyway and it had stalled for somebody having trouble getting on. And it's the only reason I made it. And I went, oh, wow. thank you. Every time I make a bus, I go, thank you. It's like, yeah. to like just up in the air. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, something. Intervened. Yeah. So, like I'm like, I don't know if somebody intervened, but it would, I would be mm-hmm. remiss to not thank them if they did. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Whenever I'm lucky, I love wishes. I make wishes as like a form of manifestation, I guess. But like I do, I don't know if you do the tunnel wishes, but you like put your hand on the top of the ceiling and you hold your breath and you close your eyes to a tunnel and you make a wish. Um, oh, I do that too. Yeah. I do it that. I do it over bridges. Oh, bridge. I well. do tunnels. I do bridges and tunnels. Mm. Uh, there's a bridge in Alabama that I can never hold my breath because it's so long. Every once in a while, I do, and I'm like, "That one's gonna come true." There yeah, go. I got you. I, got I do. You. Um, I do wish dandelion wishes, wishing star wishes, mm-hmm. lucky penny wishes all the time. Eleven, eleven, make a wish, baby. Yep, yep. yep. I love that kind of stuff. I'm like, I always look for signs in the universe, and I'm sometimes I'm like, I rationalize it. I'm like, this is just me trying to make sense of the world. I'm like, yeah. and then that's also fine. And yeah, that's just how that's I make sense of the world. I mean, and that's absolutely, and that's what religion is Mm -hmm. it's a way for us to try to make sense of it yes but with that you have that belief system how has all of what we've talked about today informed your belief system or even maybe changed it to become something new that's personal to you one of my favorite quotes ever and i'm blanking on where it's from right now but uh it's magic is just science that we don't understand yet oh i love that it's it's my one of my favorite quotes ever because I've always, always, always believed in magic. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to be. I played Halloween Town or Recess. <laughs> I played. That's I know so mermaids in the pool. You know, like if you're listening to this right now and you're not like that makes sense. <laughs> you weren't listening. <laughs> I think the Halloween Town I played just for reference that I'd go shopping for like new ties. I'd pick it up after the off the imaginary shelf outside. <laughs> but um, I uh, I've always I've always wanted to be like a witch or had like had magic be real so I've always been drawn to like fantasy and I'm kind of like we can't all have made this up again and again and again especially like now we like all kind of agree on like certain types of magic so we can all kind of make stuff up from there yeah but in ancient times like dragons have been made up several different there were air quotes around that yeah I was gonna say air quotes several several different cultures and areas I'm like it can't it can't not have been real it can't, yeah. Like at some point, at some point, like come on, I I, I, I want it to be real, and all you all you have to do to have it be real is just believe that it's real. Um, but I, Ugh, I just like to like quote. look for quote. the the magic kind of everywhere, and if it's a coincidence, it's a coincidence, and maybe I look like a fool, but I like to say that it's fate or it's magic or someone's looking out for me. Fools are always happy though. 
Yeah. Fools are always happy. And not to say that everything's great all the time, disclaimer. <laughs> Things are really bad right now. But yeah, but there are little know, moments. There are little but moments. you have to look at it through that kind of a lens mm-hmm. to find the good in everything. Yeah. Um, and I think you do a great job. I'm more obsessed with you now than <laughs> when we started this episode. I thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Yeah, thank you, you for are, having me. I was correct though. I called you the epicenter of pop culture. The facts. I, I think I know more than I than I thought I knew. And the factoids that just yeah. pop right out of your head and you can talk about it. I mean, I just, I lay down a little prompt and you you go. You, you know all <laughs> about it. I love it. And this is what I wanted. Uh, do you want people to find you on social media? Sure. I don't really talk about much, but um, it's, it's more just like, <laughs> this is what I wore today. I love that you went through this entire episode. Then you're like, I don't talk about much. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is what I wore today. And this is what I'm listening to. Um, I think people would want to know that. Yeah. Well, sure. Um, but my, uh, on uh, if I'm on a social media platform, it is at Blundy Please, which is an inside joke with me and my friends from high school. How do you spell But it's it? spelled B- uh, L-U-N as in Nancy, D-Y-P-L-S. P-L-S. P-L-S. At like, Blondie like, Please. Like, it's like Blondie Please, but in Tumblr speak from 2011. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense I now? remember that. Yeah. yeah. It's like I Blondie mean, Please. It all, it, all, <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah. And, of course, you can always find me uh, at Kyle L. Henderson on all social medias. Um, and someday, very soon, you'll be able to find me and Jessica at Disneyland. At Disneyland. So let's go plan that trip, baby. Yeah. All right. I'll see you all next week. And until then, bye.